Hello and welcome to Real Actors, Real Answers, the podcast where actors, actresses, scriptwriters, casting directors, producers, performers, and people like you and me get real. Today I have a message. Maybe one person needs to hear this. Maybe it's you. 30 years ago, as I worked in, as a cashier doing what I know God didn't design me to do, I had thoughts. Most of them were like this, most every day. What am I doing? Doesn't sound very nice, does it? No, I was frustrated. Because I knew I was made for something greater than what I was doing. Have you ever wanted to reinvent yourself as an actor but didn't know how? Right now, are you 40, 50, 60, or even 70-something, and you know that what you're doing is really just a stepping stone to what you were meant to be? Well, guess what? It's not too late. When we see people successful, actors, actresses, with a fulfilling career, we never really actually see the journey, do we? No, we just see what we see in the present. I've worked retail, detailed cars, worked as an assistant auto mechanic, and as a caregiver, which was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. But the fact of the matter is, it's been a part, it's a part of the journey. Everything I've done and everything you do is a part of the journey to becoming a great actor and getting paid. You are on a journey. Life is a journey. It is not a destination. I'm here to tell you today that you can use your life experiences to reinvent yourself as an actor in a very short time. Let me ask you a question. What if, what if you've done up till now was all a part of the plan to the future in acting? When I was detailing cars, working under a hood, I pretended to love it. But every day, I asked myself, why am I doing this? <laughs> can you relate? Can you relate? I'm sure you can. But then I began to act in local theaters, indie films, taking acting classes at the local community college. And it was inconvenient because creativity is always inconvenient, isn't it? It takes sacrifice, time, relationships, money, but most of all, time. Because it was worth it to me because I realized that all the other stuff that I was doing was, as I said, stepping stones to what I was meant to be. No time is wasted. It depends on how you look at it. Have your, has your family ever thought that you were crazy? <laughs> stepping out once again to an acting career at your age? Friends think you're nuts. And then... They don't help much, and then that inner self-doubt shouts, silently screams, You're too old. You don't live in the right area. You're not talented enough, rich enough, smart enough. You're just not enough. Just realize that all of that stuff is a part of your journey in reinventing yourself as an actor. Because if you think the other way, you're going to be frustrated and stop. Because you won't see the backstory, you won't see the 
genuineness and the beauty of your own life, of how it is orchestrated, of how God has helped you to orchestrate it up till now. Most people, when they hear all this and they hear the naysayers and they hear the mean well people, emphasis on mean sometimes, <laughs> they become frustrated and want to quit. Have you quit? It's okay if you've quit. It's okay if you've gotten frustrated. Admit it, but move ahead. That way, when you're 87 and you're sitting on your porch and you ask yourself in the silence of your mind, why did I miss that opportunity to rediscover who I was inside? It was just waiting to come out again. Why did I let fear stop me? Today, I'm going to give you five things that you can do to immediately reinvent and rediscover the actor in you so that you can avoid being, well, most people. Uta Hagen. I love Uta Hagen. She is um, a fan. She was, excuse me, a fantastic theater practitioner, actress, and um, a wonderful coach. You can find her on YouTube. In fact, I have a book here, uh, Uta Hagen. A Challenge for the Actor. Highly recommend the book. Highly, highly, highly. You can go on Thrift Books, and it's um, a lot cheaper than Amazon. I, um, I refer to that book constantly. But she said this. Here's a quote. And this is fantastic. You should write this on your bathroom mirror or something. Um, Keep pace with the present. Take a trip to the moon. Envision the future. Now let's examine these for a minute. Keep pace with the present. Where are you presently? Where are you? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Where are you presently? Geographically? Emotionally? Mentally? Um, spiritually? Where are you at? Don't deny it, because where you're at is where you're at, and that's okay. But then, take a trip to the moon. Not literally. <laughs> take a trip to the moon. Try something new. Step out. Step out of your comfort zone and into the uncomfort zone, and that's where you'll grow and learn and become and gain new confidence and new hope. Even if you're shaky, even if you are nervous, even if you're terrified, do it anyway. Do it anyway, because opportunity just lies on the other side of fear. And then she said, envision the future. That's when you take a trip to the moon, right? You envision the future. Because acting is all about self-discovery. 30 years ago, again, I was dabbling in the performing arts. But most of my waking hours, I was doing everything except what God designed me to do. And living the life that wasn't satisfying or fulfilling. Let me tell you something about dabbling. Dabbling is, well, it makes you average. Dabbling in anything makes you average. Say this with me. I am extraordinary. I am extraordinary. I am extraordinary. Doesn't that feel great? Now, <laughs> let's say this together. I'm average. I'm average. Wow. Oh, want to throw up now. Okay, think about that. I am average. You don't want to say that. Ooh, it's terrible. When I was... Um, going for it when I was getting serious about my acting career. I, uh, I sold my home. I love my home. 
I loved it. It was a beautiful home. I am. Uh, but I would be more sad if I was there right now had I not went to California where I could express myself for who I was, an actor. And then I moved to New York City and I grew exponentially as an actor and a human being. I love both places. I'm a bi-coastal actor. The truth of the matter is this. Okay, let's, let's sum it up here. No matter what your age, reinventing yourself in the acting industry is a must, sort of like breathing. Most importantly, you are not alone. In the 1960s, Frank Sinatra found it necessary to reinvent himself as a singer and actor because the trends in entertainment were changing. Now this is old Blue Eyes I was talking about. And if he had to change, you and I are in pretty good company. Now earlier I promised to share with you some things, well there's five things, that you can do to immediately reinvent and rediscover the actor in you. So grab a pen and write these down. And if you can't grab one, then then listen to this again later. And, and share it, please. It helps a lot of people, I've found out. This podcast of mine, Real Actors, Real Answers. Okay, so we're starting with number five instead of number one. Number five, you ready? What specific results do you want to achieve as an actor today? Results. Everybody has a result, no matter what. But isn't, wouldn't it be great if you could choose your result before it happened? Instead of just accepting whatever happens? You don't want to accept life for what it is. You want to mold it and form it. It's yours. It's a gift from God. Now remember, as you're thinking about what results you want to achieve today, your past results were just a stepping stone that got you where you are today. No regrets. And you are richer in life experiences than ever before. What you've done on stage or in film, would you like to try that again? Or do you want to do something new like Shakespeare, action films, or psychological thrillers, mysteries? How about comedy? The world is your oyster. You just have to pry it open and find the pearl inside. The more you understand your specific results require specific choices, the closer you will get to your true self. Number four. What do you expect? Now expectations, they're funny things. We all have them. But when you excuse me, but when you clearly, that's a fun word, when you clearly know the result that you want, your faith skyrockets. So, look back at your chosen result, the one that you want today, tomorrow, the next day. Do you expect to become a great actor in the next six months, three years, or ten years? How long it's been since you acted will determine how long it may take for you to reinvent yourself. But you have one life. Don't be in a rush. How badly do you want it, though? It will take sacrifices. I guarantee you that personally. It will take sacrifices of time, relationship, and changing the way you view money. Spend it. Save it. Invest it. Remember this, and this has helped me big time. Most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year 
and underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. Most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year. In other words, they, they pile it on, they do way too much, and they, they, they don't get quality, they get quantity. However, if you don't underestimate what you can do in 10 years, don't be in a rush. Acting is all about staying in, a, in the moment, right? That just doesn't mean on stage or in a film. It means now, in your lifetime. Your predicted result should complement your expectation. Number three, what words have you used to describe your acting career in the past? Just like a script that creates a character, so your words, the words you speak, create who you are. Your words, your words, my words, everyone's words, creates faith, fear, doubt, confidence, hope, lack of hope, depression, average, extraordinary. Each day, be aware of what words you speak and what words, well, that you hear because you may not be around, you may not want to be around, and if you can avoid it, certain people. And if you have to be around them at a certain time, let them know that, you know what, I don't appreciate your your words, the ones that you use. Don't worry about offending them, worry about yourself. Be concerned about yourself. Be selfish for a change, which is not really selfish, it's self-full. You're fulfilling your life. Oh, I want you to make a, a listen to yourself and the people around you and make a list of cliches that you refer to or they refer to because honestly most cliches are negative and here, here's just a few and when you speak them out it, it sounds quite ridiculous listen don't put all your eggs in one basket you know what that was okay in the in that has to do with a farm originally okay because when you go and collect eggs Eggs are fragile, so you want to take more than one basket when you, you know, rob the rob the chickens <laughs> and take their eggs. And you don't want to put them all in one basket because the weight of them will crush crush them on themselves. You don't want to do that. It has nothing to do with um, going for your acting career or focusing on one thing with all your might. It has to do with collecting eggs. Here's another one. Avoid it like the plague. Okay. How do you know about the plague? I don't know about you, but that was in the 1800s. Okay. And, well, I don't know how they avoided the plague when you think about it. I don't think they could avoid it. I think a lot of people died, and it was because of their own mess-ups that had to do with um, the rats invading and, and giving disease, you know, contributing to disease all through the land. And it was because of the way people took care of themselves or not. You know, they weren't clean. Here's another one. Don't judge a book by its cover. Right, exactly. Open the book. Take time to read it. And then you can judge. Take time to investigate like I did when I moved to New York City, for example. I did my homework. I bought a book called um, New York for Dummies. And I studied it because I was a dummy when it came to New York. And I learned a lot. 
I studied and I went there and investigated. I opened the book. I didn't take it by its cover. So if you want to move geographically, if you want to learn something, if you want to take a class, don't judge a book by its cover. Open it up. Here's another one. Oy vey, this one's terrible. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Okay, you're not me. You're not me. God designed me a certain way. He designed you a certain way, and that's fine, but this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Don't expect too much. Really? Wow. Okay, then I'll lower my expectations and be average. What's that? Expect a lot. Make decisions on the exact result that you want. <laughs> Here's another one. Oh, this one's great. <clears throat> Here it comes. You ready? You can't trust anyone. I've heard people say that. Well done. I'm not trusting anyone. Okay. That can be, usually when people say that, it's because of hurt. You know, I'm a certified coach, uh, life coach with Tony Robbins as well as an acting coach. And I've dealt with, I've worked with hundreds of actors and actresses and people and speakers. Um, and when it comes right down to it, when they assume this, they say this, I've heard this. I don't trust anyone? Okay, well that means, whoa, that covers a lot of ground. Let's see. Um... And this sort of breaks the ice, you know, and they think about it. Don't trust, okay, don't go to restaurants because you can't trust them with their cleanliness or the, or the food that they serve you. Don't go to dry cleaners because they'll shrink your clothes. Don't go to the laundromat because, well, your clothes will be torn to shreds. Don't trust um, a doctor, ever, ever, because he will hurt your health. He will not help you. Don't trust driving because the other drivers will come and uh, slam into you from the other side of the road. Don't trust... Um, do, do I need to go on? <laughs> no. In life, you <laughs> in life you have to trust somebody all the time, always. You know, and don't trust anyone. That means yourself too. <laughs> don't trust your own knowledge. Don't trust the internet. Don't trust it. You might as well just stay under your covers every day of your life. <laughs> Cliches. They cause, what I like to say, an internal bleeding in the pursuit of reinventing yourself as an actor and as a human being. And you die from internal bleeding, by the way. So, here's a few ideas to replace these ridiculous, worn-out sayings and cliches that just are useless. Okay? Here we go. I am becoming a great actor. I am becoming a great actor. I can do it. I can do it. I am more than capable. I am more than enough. I am rediscovering the actor in me and I am succeeding. What do you think of those? These are clear, clarity. They're direct statements and proclamations that put your brain in a, in a certain area and you obsess over it and you focus on it and it becomes your obsession cliches again I'm not going to go there again but they don't make sense number two and speaking of obsessed what are you obsessed about what is your obsession obsession is sounds daunting and it sounds like bad and negative it's actually not I always say like if I ever had an operation um, I would want the doctor the surgeon to be obsessed about me and 
focus only on me. I wouldn't want him or her to say, gee, I wonder what's for lunch today. I really could go for that cheeseburger. No, 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 no. Your focus is on me now. You can do whatever you want later, but take care of me. How do you think people get to be who they are? In, in acting, for example. When you hear the word Anthony Hopkins, name, name, excuse me. When you hear the name Anthony Hopkins, who do you think of? Hello, Clarice. <laughs> He's done a lot more than Silence of the Lambs, but my point is, you think dramatic actor, scary actor. You, know. you think of Jim Carrey. Oh, uh, instant. Oh, um, a zany, uh, comedic actor that's incredibly creative that can play just about any role, right? So what are you obsessed about? What are you obsessed about? Obsession is just another way of saying that you are focused on the result and expect that you will presently get what you want. Expectation is faith in action. You may not see that big paycheck for a feature film, but the vision you have is real. When you obsess about things, you're focused on it. You're focused on it. And that's where a lot of people um, may come, may or may not come in and say, you know, you're nuts. Why don't you just be satisfied with what you're passionate about? Why do you have to be so much? Well, God created you to be so much. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Well, you, you know, and, and people may argue on this, you know, faith, faith is a confidence of what we hope for. Okay, that's true. An assurance of what we do not see. Well, if you, you can't see it, how do you know it's there? Okay, when you get in a car, do you expect to get to your destination safely? Of course you do. But you don't see it right off. You turn corners, you go on the highway, you go here, you go there, you listen to GPS if you have to. Um, you expect to get there, but you don't see it yet. You ever hear that saying? That's another cliche. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. That's impossible. Because if you don't believe in something, you're never going to see it, even if it passes you by. You know, it passes you on the corner. Because you're not looking for it. Believing is seeing. Seeing is not believing. You have to believe ahead of time in order to see what you want, the results that you want, what you expect by using proper wording, increasing your vocabulary, and making it more positive. That helps you obsess. And if you're saying, well, David, this sounds like a lot of work, going uphill, well, guess what? It may feel like you're going uphill. But look down to where you came from. Do you really want to slide all the way back to the bottom and start all over again? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And the final, number one. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? I have a quiz that I like to give my students. It's a passion quiz. Passion is the reason you were born. It's pretty important. Without a passion, you can't have obsession about anything. There's no fire. There's no focus, no positive vocabulary, no expectation. Hence, no chosen result. 
Remember, when you reinvent yourself as an actor, drawing on your life experiences will help you direct your passions. Think about that. Because you know more than you knew then. So it is possible to reinvent yourself. Again, think of Frank Sinatra. What you loved before may have changed. That doesn't mean that you can't change your life with what has changed. So what are you passionate about? Acting, directing, or both? It's okay to name a few, but don't allow the fire of passion to throw you into a bonfire of confusion. Choose three today, then go from there. Oh, listen, if you want a copy of my passion quiz, I can send it to you for free. Um, It'll help you reinvent yourself quicker so you can become the greatest actor and, of course, the greatest human you can possibly be. God has a divine design for you, and he knows the blueprint more than you do. So, um, yeah, um, contact me. Ask me for it. I'll send it to you. Just I need your email. Go to davidthompsoncoaching.co, davidthompsoncoaching.co. Right, and um, sign up for my 45-minute free consultation for coaching. I can help you. I've helped hundreds of actors and actresses get their start, and they continue on with great results. It's it's amazing and a lot of fun to watch. Um, check out my success stories page on my website, and my email's there. So you know, say, hey, David, I want that passion quiz, and I'll send it to you. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Appreciate you very very much. Share this podcast, please. And um, it's not too late to reinvent.